the three R's of STEM education, reading, writing, and robotics. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Ayana Howard, roboticist, chair of the School of Interactive Computing at Georgia Tech, and founder and CTO at Cyrobotics. Welcome, Dr. Howard. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Give our audience a brief summary of your professional resume and tell us about Zyrobotics. What do you do there and why you started the company? Um, so I've been a roboticist um, most all of my life, it seems. Um, but one of the things that when I became an academic, what I realized was that the world was moving toward, and I would say the skill set of not just computing and engineering, but of these robotic artificial intelligence systems, and that that had to be everyday language. Um, so I always say, you know, you have reading, you have writing, and you have robotics, right? Like that is becoming the mainstay of education. But I realized that we had a gap. Um, and so as an educator, as an academic, um, I wanted to make sure that the students that were coming to the institution that were coming to college, that all of them had access to the fundamental tools from very early on so that they could become at least maybe not a roboticist, but have the tools of that language. Uh, and so Zyrobotics was founded to make STEM education accessible to all kids. How do you go about introducing STEM and robotics to children? Is there a sequence that matters and, and what ages are best for certain subjects? Um, so Zyrobotics focuses on early education. We have age from four to eight years old and we use games, learning and creativity. So think about it. Kids are designed to be inquisitive they're designed to try to figure things out like as parents a lot of times we're like oh why are you doing this don't take that apart but we want to capitalize on that love and and basically show them well how do you take that curiosity and embed some of the technology and the math and science understanding so they understand what it is that they're questioning it's actually pretty easy to get a kid excited about robotics about math and science if you use this aspect of creativity games and excitement. How do you use coding and robotics with such young children? Um, so I can teach a four-year-old how to code. I am very proud of that. Um, and the way we do it is we use basic block-based language. And there's a bunch of like, there's a Scratch Junior. Um, but think of Scratch Junior and make it just a little bit younger and you tie it to these movements with the robot. And so it's as simple as telling a story about your, your Tommy the turtle robot that meets the friend Cat. How do you get Tommy to move so that it's in front of Cat, right? And then going through like, what does this mean? Oh, I need to figure out how to go a step. What is a step? Well, a step is a command. And you really build through storytelling and gaming to teach them how to code. What attributes or features should, should parents look for in the best STEM learning programs and tools? Um, so one is that it needs to engage the kid where they are. Um, and so what does that mean? It means that all tools are not designed for all kids. Parents understand their child. Um, you might have a very detailed oriented child, like I need the details, I can sit and I can look at the same thing for 10 hours. Or you might have someone who like, I can look at something for two seconds and I need something else for two seconds. Um, it really is making sure that the STEM apps, the STEM tools match to your child's learning nature. 
a parent knows their child. How do you balance interaction with the tech with effective interaction with other humans? Um, so I think technology is really the conduit for interaction. Um, so one of the nice things about robotics and making these socially interactive creatures is that they are mimicking the type of interactions we want with people. And so what we see is that when a child is engaging with a technology that reacts to them in a, I would say, socially equivalent manner, they translate that to their interactions with their friends in that same socially equivalent manner. Um, but we need to make sure that the technology is interactive and not just static and not just kind of dry. All right, then tell us what we can expect. How do you, how do you see early stage STEM progressing in the near future? Um, I think when, when we, we get it all right, um, it'll be part of every single classroom, every single pre-K and kindergarten classroom environment. I mean, think about it. We think about this for books and reading. Right? You can't go into a kindergarten classroom and not see tons of books. The kids are barely, are, they're early readers. They're not reading at that level. And yet you have the, the tools, you have these tangibles in front of them to, oh, what is that? Let me pretend like I can read. And oh, there's a few words I understand. Robots are going to be the same thing. It'll be, you go into a classroom and there'll be all these robots. And yeah, I don't know how to program, but you know, this is interesting and it moves. Like, let me kind of figure out, oh, I know one command. Let me do that one command over and over again. Um, I think we're going to evolve into that kind of scenario. Well, thank you for joining us and sharing some insight. Dr. Ayana Howard, Chair of the School of Interactive Computing at Georgia Tech and founder and CTO at Zyrobotics. If somebody wants to connect with you, Ayana, if they want to find out more about your work or, or check out your company, how can they do that? Um, definitely Twitter is the easiest, Robot Smarts. I love that Twitter. All right. Thanks again. And you can find more of my interviews right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.